welcome back, all you four-color funny books aficionados. This is U.S. Comics Cast, HQ for all things comic book connected. Did that to throw you off? We are John and Charlie Rivera, co-founders of U.S. Comics. Charlie. Like your beer, brother. Thank Echo you. Happy Comic Book Day. Happy Comic Book Day to you and to everyone listening and watching today. As always, we are brought to you by Bad Murray Band and Sergeant Finesse Gaming. If you haven't done so already, please hit that comment section like the Witch Army is in full retreat and the demons are at the door. I, never has homework oh, been as fun as this show. Look, here, here I, I, we just want to be... That's right, Mike, and you'll love it. Sarge is part of the Faye Army, and he's a card-carrying member. What's up, Sarge? What's up, Cousin Paul? What's up, all you other nerds and nerdettes out there? Look, I want to make something very, very clear. When something comes across my desk, right, it is my, not my responsibility even, though I do take my responsibilities very seriously, ask multiple illegitimate children of mine running around um, I take it as an obligation. I need to hit, hit, hit the keys. I need to call them up. I need to smoke signal. You do what you got to do to let the people know. And in this case, the people is sweet, sweet Charlie boy. You need to let them know when there is some comic book goodness out there in the world. And much to most people's uh, you know, recollection, much to their chagrin, this is indeed. First and first mostly, True. a comic book podcast. We talk about the movies. We talk about the shows. We talk about the social commentary. We talk about the strikes. We talk about fashion. We talk about sexual positions. We do what we got to do. But at the end of the day, the source, the fonts, as it were, the balls uh, of everything is comic books. That's where it all starts. So... When something comes across my purview, some dope, new, not really seen that much comic, like Edenwood, Ooh, I Charlie Boy know, because he's got to know. And, and I have to admit, so I have gotten a little bit of, I wouldn't say pushback, um, feedback, input, input, feedback, whatever the case might be. You know what? You, you like everything. You like everything. I hate and, this take. And here's the problem. Here's it's an ice cold take. Because I tell you jokes all the time. And you're like, that's not funny. Well, but that's again. You're not a. You're not actually my brother. My Stuff like that. It's questionable. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not that I I like everything. What it is? <laughs> yeah, cousin Paul. We heard. We heard. Um, Fun fact: Cousin Paul invented the oblong thing. I'll let you fill that in. Well, just a, as the, you want. Yeah. Rocky hard problem. Is what he likes to be That's called. a Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Halloween nope, season's nope. over. Uh, but that okay. being said, what it is, I, I'll tell Charlie to his face at full volume. If he's talking about something, I'm like, nope, that sucks. I'll tell it to him all day long. I'll tell you motherfuckers out there. If you like something, I'm like, nope, that's hot doo-doo, and you're a dum-dum, and here's the reason why. That's fine. That's all well and good, and I'm more than willing and able to do so, but... Thanks, you're doing the Lord's work shitting on people's bluffs. What they say. But, if I'm gonna broach a topic, yeah. it's going to be... It's not gonna be, I should say, hey, you know what sucks? 
Hey, you know what I hate? No, that's boring. Well, that's, it is. That's a, that's a dick move. It's I'm also. Not do that. It's also. I don't want to talk about shit that I like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, well, what I think the 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 last decade of the internet has been so built around this idea of the only thing people want to talk about is what they yeah, hate, and, and I, I never things down. I never like understood it. Like there's some kind of equity and like oh, like poo pooing something that somebody. Well, yeah, I say it all let the me, time. Let me, let me say this real quick for the record. November first. This is the time of recording right now. If it brings you any kind of happiness. If it stops you from shooting up a mall, Fuck if, it, yeah. if it prevents you from kicking your dog down the steps, go ahead and decorate your house for Christmas today. Yeah. Knock yourself Fuck out. yeah. Who cares? Who doesn't like it? Right? I, I have my own schedule. I mean, people do what they gotta do. I don't have a magic eight ball, but if I were to shook shook it, I think you're enough of your mother's son. Don't shake it like that. Okay. That, out of context, did not look like dice throw. That looked like you were doing the thing Crabble apple that fucking Paul invented. Um, if I were to put money on it, yeah. Next year, I think the 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 Casa de Rivero is probably going to be decorated for Christmas by November fifth. You know what? Let's if say, I were to gamble, let's say the first full weekend of November. But that's neither here nor there. The point is, I like talking about stuff that I actually. God like. forbid. And if it's if it's new, all the better. Yeah. Yeah, 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 all the better. So Tony Daniel, who is a very, very accomplished comic book creator, uh, mostly really known for the art. But look, everybody knows that behind every good artist, there is a little writer just peeking over their shoulder, saying, "Hey, I've got ideas too." Especially when you have to draw, yeah. you're like, "Well, this is fucking dumb." My my yeah. theory is he yeah. got paid a lot of money uh, to beautifully illustrate dog shit, like, and just the whole time I, was angry. I, I could do that. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me. But in any case, uh, our boy Tony S. Daniel, if you're nasty, um, he sat. I call back. him TBS. We're very good friends. That's a problem. Um, he sat back and said, "Hey, I got ideas too. I'm smart. <laughs> Not like they say, like dumb. No, no. He's, he's no Fredo, guys. I know he's That's so big about this because of the title. And it was like you fucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna take you fishing, motherfucker. Sorry, deep, deep Godfather cut there. But that all being said. Again, Tony S. Daniel, best known for stuff that is not of his own creation, has gone ahead and put his creation foot forward with Eden Wood coming to us live, Power of the Presses, from Image Comics. Now, I do want to bring everybody immediately up to... <laughs> you stop me. Like, I was about to say I know, I'm, like, like, I'm just agreeing. Uh, I'm like, that is a company. <laughs> Don't nod. You're stealing my shine. So that being said, I want to catch people up because, look, this is not a title that has established IP. However, it does have themes yes. that you are familiar with and that are riotously and appropriately popular right now. And if I come to you and I say, hey, Charlie, you look like you're related to me. You'll probably like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if I say Mine's to the you, there, there is a... Post-apocalyptic-esque USA that we're living in. Yeah, I'm in. And you're in the midst. That's hard to tough to say. And you're in the midst of a spit on everybody. That's fine. That's fine. Little 3D action for you. If you're watching this, um, you're in the midst of a war between humankind, between demons, and fucking car-carrying 
lock and load witches. Ooh, Lordy, Claudy, I am all the way in, even before I saw a single panel of this admittedly beautiful yeah. comic. It's the witches versus the demons. Humans have a little something to say about it also. Um, it, is, it is beautifully, beautifully depicted. Uh, it is action-packed, and this was truly, I don't know if you had this experience, Charlie, but I'm going to kick it to you right now. Um, but this is one of those number one comics where I immediately got it. Yeah. I said, okay, cool. I know exactly what he's looking to do here. Yeah. I know the scope of the storytelling that he's going to hit us with. It looks dynamite. The color is vibrant. Um, it is completely understandable, right, for anybody who doesn't want necessarily crazy highbrow stuff, but maybe a couple of little Easter eggs peppered in there for common common lore that you might have in the back of your head. Um, but it is just one of those comics that the best thing I can say about it is when you read that last page, when you hit that last panel, you're like, oh, shit, no place else to go from here. Immediately, you just want more. So it's one of those things where I'm like, fuck, I wish I picked this up two, three issues into the run so I could just go on to the next. Yeah. Best thing I could say. I loved it. This was one of those comics, and I'm going to begin at the end. Because this is a comic that I immediately need a physical copy of it sure. to seal and put away. Yeah. Because immediately, by the end of physical this... Physical copy number one, are you going to see if there's a TPC? No, no, I need a physical issue one because I'm pretty sure that this is going to become something else. Okay. And I believe the return on my $3 investment... I mean, uh, adaptation-wise? I think 1 million percent this is begging Fair. to be Fair. adapted. Um, and so just from a collector standpoint, I need two. I need one for me. Charlie, I need one to turn Charlie into other comics. You know, I, 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 well, I do think that there is, I hate number one hunters. The problem is without well, them. If you're a number one hunter, you are never going to go hungry. But we, yeah, yeah, yeah. Every title that's ever made. But we also need the industry. The image is like any other company. They need to know people give a fuck. So by me spending. Oh you know, between six and ten dollars for two physical copies to squirrel away. Very nice. Uh oh that new screen is so shiny. Um there's yeah exactly there's something to be said about there's something to be said about that collectorness of it. Yeah. With that being said though, uh, I, I will then all respect intended for, for Tony Daniels. Tony S. Daniels if you're nasty. Uh, the, the book opens up and I didn't give a fuck. Um, I don't, I don't like stories where the the cast could be on CW. Uh, I don't like stories about fucking Charlie's witches. Blue hair bitches. About about seven or eight pages in, probably less. I'm probably overstating where I was questioning it. Usually. It kind of instantly gave me the vibe of Evil Dead. There's a turn in it that I'm not going to spoil, but very early on, when you see your first demon, the book is like, sup, bitch? Demons in this motherfucker! John, I popped like I was at a wrestling show. The the sheer now, let me, excitement let me I had... Though, because I very much did not get that initial vibe. Really? Um, however... Demons talking I shit, too, bro. I, too, popped for the demon first demon reveal. I literally did one of these, like seeing. Uh, well, you did a zoom in, right? I did a zoom in panel at midnight uh, at a fucking, you know, well populated thing. I was like, "Ooh, yes, shit, yes, oh, man!" 
I was like homeboy and forty year old virgin is <laughs> watching the, the horror movie in the middle of the, the Circuit City, whatever the fuck they were. Um, I yeah, was yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like in the forty year old virgin too, but the first time I had sex, I was like, ooh, like like a bag of sand, like, <laughs> like a demon's like a bag of sand. So for me, where this really won me over, that reveal I thought was. Stup- Question. incredible i did have this thought too and again was it is, do they owe you money because they use your likeness not yet because they owe you money because they use your that. license um those eyebrows were bigger i would see I, for you i i did have that moment knowing uh what the creative team was creative one man team um well the the colorist is amazing yeah 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 the colors oh but sorry sorry this um, fucking guy treated him like a goddamn maker i'm like yeah, yeah, yeah. you're a tracer dude <laughs> Um, but that being said, that that the demon reveal, I'm like, my man wanted to draw some demons. Fuck yeah! Like, you know when you that's have when it started. There's a sketchbook somewhere when you where have, he just has the nastiest shit. Look at his high school yes. notebooks, like in the. In the that's in how he said goodbye to people senior year. He was like, "This is what you would look like if you had nine yeah. arms." You fuck. I, I hate you so much. This is my picture. You they left. were Cronenberg esque nightmares, and that shit Strong. works for me in like a real. I love horror shit. But not the right way. I'm not one of those people who's like, I didn't sit through Saw 10 and was like, Woo! that guy got his dick pulled out through his intestines. No, I go, dick through his intestines. And I do a little cheer. Uh, I feel like, Alice, Tony, are you implying that we are close to death? Or are you saying that the sound is trash? Sometimes. Yeah, you could be less fucking. Sometimes. The and also, yeah, how about be specific, you fuck? I mean, the, the, t- the tiny submarine going to the Titanic. Was very, what, very actually specific. far away about to collapse in and of itself under pressure. Well, how do I adjust that in the fucking soundboard? Listen, man, you have no button. You're the tech pressure. Guy. I'm not the tech guy. But that again, that all being said, Ellis, I know you got here a little late. My brother, Eden Wood, Eden Wood, rather, you have to have to check out. It is a dynamite, dynamite number one uh, that's floating around out there. Uh, but Charlie, yeah, I'm I'm with you. I very much also, as well as, must own the physical copy. But uh, I am is going it to sell in five years for lots of money. You maybe? No, fair enough. Like oh, uh, Jay Rib on eBay. I'll give you a yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, no, no, no. I I collect trade paperbacks of runs that I'm really loving because, frankly, again, I'm greedy. I'm I'm greedy. Well, yeah. You want to move this closer? Uh, again, it. Being far away and in a tin can are two different things. Fuck face. I mean, he's trying to. I, how he's dare he? He's trying to. Help. Anyone um, who tries to help me is the worst. But that all being said, take the red thing off. Everyone, I, listen to this crunkle. Crunkle. How's that, Alice? What is spitting all over it? Um, but that all being said, no, I'm greedy. I, like with certain stories, um, when they have even the commercial breaks, I am irritated. Like you read about. I don't want to stop. Give me more. Give me more. Yeah. Give me more. That's also as well as why I don't particularly, uh, why I'm not particularly angry when I get spoilers or if I happen to know something beforehand. I'm like, fuck it, good. I want the narrative. I'm, I'm addicted. I cannot get enough. You're shoot me incredibly up. unique of you because spoilers, the end of the story has as much appeal as the middle, as the beginning, as the setup. Like you. You would be very hard to like ruin a season, uh, a season of television for. Except, like, do you think with like Lost, if they were like they're dead, they're going to be in a church? I mean, in, in the case spoiler, of Lost, I guess it would have just saved me months and months of life. Yeah, because that that would have I would have appreciated. Like that's the 
oh, you have a, a time machine? What do you do? No, I don't kill Hitler. I go back. I find myself in the lost era. I'm like, don't buy Really? Don't you buy wouldn't just treat it like a bad date? Like You still want to go on the date. I'm going on a bad date. I get on my time machine. I'm like, yo, <laughs> don't bother, bro. Don't bother. Big cans, though. Yeah, you can bother a little bit. Um, yeah, no, like, uh, um, I, I, I want more. I just, I'm I shocked. just want more. Even if it's only okay, give me more. I'm shocked you didn't get an Evil Dead vibe out of it. I'm shocked. It felt Evil dead to me. demons were a little dead-eyed-ish. I mean, there's something their, called, like, Necronomicon. Their, their, their attitudes and, uh, and what have you. But, no, I mean, the overall vibe, honestly, I felt like it was more... And again, spoiler, spoilers notwithstanding. I know not everybody has my policy, but it was almost more Game of Thronesy. Yeah, yeah. Well, I like that about it too. Early, early uh, storytelling of Game of Thrones with the with the White Walkers and all that jazz. Like it had a little bit more of that, except that they were like fucking a mobilized army. Like who's coming? Okay, there was no multi-season fucking slow burn. I think to get the uh, the witch the witch army involved. I think my favorite thing about it like soup to nuts was what's that um the 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 thing i like most about it was they drop in like words and my favorite thing in a comic is oh, like, it's organic it's like you gotta take a you gotta take your v back and then it like yeah, just has a little asterisk that's like which this is from vitamins and shit so even better than vitamins it's full on again this is not a this is not a plot spoiler they have little, like, because there's a famine going on. Got the depression on. Um, They have a famine going on because, obviously, in wartime scenarios, food is not getting yeah, to go to the drive-through. So they have these little, like, pop pills they can pop, which are, oh, you just had a meal. A meal replacement. But going, I need some of that shit. Going back to my childhood, uh, Jetsons, they used to have this, like, running gag where, in the future, they had, like, full-on little meals because... You can just pop, but it wasn't like oh, it's vitamins and whatever. They were like, oh, it's a ham and cheese hero with a side of this, that, and the other. I'm like, oh, that would be fucking amazing. That gives me more time to play and hit jump on the old Commodore 64. If you're doing that though, why would you need it to be a ham and cheese sandwich? You Could wouldn't. Be that was a joke. Uh, <laughs> I get. You're it. more of a Flintstones guy. I'm more of a Flintstones <laughs> guy. The cigarette ads really worked <laughs> for me as a child. But I wanted to ask you this, Charlie. So we are officially. We are both on board yes, the bandwagon 100%. thus far for Edenwood again. Issue one just just dropped off. It is literally still <clears> from <throat> the presses, but we saw the advanced covers and and again, um, you know, our guy's tremendous Tony Daniels, it's extremely talented storyteller, both with a pen and with a typewriter. But that all being said, I feel like spooky season notwithstanding, because that is obviously the ideal time for it. Yeah. Um. There has been where we've been not new. We've been in this new golden age of horror. You think high fantasy horror? Fuck yes, man. Fuck yes. Do you not? Do you not think so? I feel like. I feel like it has been the last few years. Regular life has been so horrifying. Maybe I'm just not able to process oh, the intent. I don't. Like vampires. I, it, it sounds like I'm being. Well, but like a, a few months ago, there was just fucking like a general being like, yep, aliens. And the entire world was like, ah, give a fuck. Give a fuck. So I, I, 
I think I think if we are in a renaissance, I'm unaware of it. Like oh. you say it, and it doesn't sound wrong to me. But with that being said, I'm like, well, how how long has this been renaissance thing? Has it been like since there's been a Chucky TV show? Because I, I was blown I away by it. I haven't found time to watch that. My friends love. It. I would say since since the the fanfare really bloomed up for the Walking Dead comic. Gotcha. If I had to, oh wow, that's I a minute. To, that's what I'm saying. Like if I had to if I had to red timeline it, you know, for 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 Kang. I'd be like, this is the window, buddy. Don't go fucking yeah. nipping this shit in the bud. Um, I would really say since Walking Dead till now, we have been knuckle deep in this horror. Now, granted, um, they are in uh, the, the kind of the way that they've been approaching it has not been a straight up comics code issue. Yeah, like here's a severed head. No, no, no. They're combining genres. That, but that's cool. In that sense, I will say this, and this is my personal opinion. Feel free to disagree with me if you want to be wrong. Um, I feel that much like when you mix flavors of food, uh-huh. there's always a dominant flavor. Yeah. Maybe it's going to be muted by the other thing that you mixed it with. But when you have horror with sci-fi, if you've got horror with high fantasy, if you've got horror with teenage hijinks, horror with anything is going to, it's going to, the needle is going to swing more heavily to the horror side really yeah yeah i really you feel like and you feel like that's a that's a relative absolute i i I, no it's not an absolute because there's always going to be because like alien feels more horror to you than it does sci-fi it yes interesting you and i watch it different i would never say hey check out out the sci-fi movie check check out this sci-fi movie like oh so uh fucking uh lightsabers and lightspeed Oh no, giant cockroach alien? I mean, fair enough. It's not just because I broke his balls 20 seconds ago and he was desperately trying to help the show. <laughs> but I think it's Alice, a yes. gorilla is the exception that maybe proves the rule, where the two well, are perfectly blended. That's a 50 50. All right, I, I will give this one caveat. With or without the I Was a Teenage Werewolf uh, um, prequel, well, you need, that starts, you need the prequel. You need the prequel. You need the prequel. Even the audio version I listen to the prequel. So you so, think that it becomes more horror than music? That well, there's music in the background. I mean, there's barely sound effects. I will say this though: <clears throat> anyone, and I, I know everyone here certainly has done so. These knobs, the, these losers, um, <laughs> which so, we are founding yeah, losers. Yeah, no, clearly, King, King, this is my crown, bro. This is clearly a loser crown or a fucking peaky blinder. <laughs> um, so the it, uh, the the new yeah, uh, it the it the it is this. Um, they did a few. They made a few changes, uh, wh- most of which I was really on board for. So this is way off topic, but I don't give a fuck. Cause I is this where you're going to be like, they really should have kept the child orgy? No, <laughs> but um, so one of the things that they did was they shifted the timeline. Yes. So when the when the when the Tim Curry um adaptation for the the miniseries on TV. When that came out, obviously it was less gory. It was, you know, network TV yeah. in the 80s, I guess. Um, they kept it pure. Uh, they kept the timeline correct to the book. What the book said, they're like, nope, that's what it is. Um, and it meant that they were basically adults in the 80s. So they were like kids in the, the late 50s, early 60s. Yeah. Fine. Everybody gets that nostalgia aspect. We've all eaten at McDonald's. We get it. But in this case, in the reboot, if you recall, they shifted it. So they were kids in the 80s, early 90s. Correct. And they were adults now. Very strange. Which are like, which are like, well, or or vice versa, mm-hmm. uh, because the book came out a long time ago. But that all being said, 
um, they adjusted accordingly. So there were certain things, like new kids on block notwithstanding, um, they adjusted certain things, even in terms of the uh, the plot, the the uh, the adventures that the kids had, the experiences that they had. And as we all know at this point, Pennywise is just going to fucking date rape <laughs> anything that you're already afraid of. Like, yes. Oh, you don't like... Uh, you like Pac-Man? Watch the fuck out. Oh my god, those those would all be library ghosts when she was pissed. Oh fuck. But that being said, one of the things that they adjusted from the book and, and uh from the book at least, they changed one of the things that, that they were afraid of. Like some of some of them really, really worked for me, like painting that looked a little fucking like crooked faced and whatnot. But they took away there's an I am a teenage were werewolf. Not in there, and the fucking werewolf in the book, at the very least, is fearsome, but kind of looks like the movie I was a teenager. That's Girl, awesome. Which like a little bit intended to be B movie esque. Yeah. And now I'm thinking, yeah, well, you know, the fucking by the time the '80s rolled around, these kids would have not gotten that that reference unless they were fucking B movie monsters like me. Yeah. Um. However, and this goes back to Ellis. Thriller did come out in the 80s. So if my man saw and like Charlie's reaction to Dark Helmet in Spaceball, <laughs> if he saw the beginning of Thriller and damn nearly shit his pants, he would have been afraid of a Michael Jackson-esque would have been awesome. werewolf. Imagine if that... That would have been the first child to get oh, away because he knows to be scared. What? I, I saw that the werewolf's penis. I can describe it. It was very hairy. Yeah, we know it's hairy, bro. It's a werewolf. Um, but if they had had a Michael Jackson-esque werewolf, like but with the long ears and the blue fur, awesome. oh, awesome. and he chased them with the cold Blue fur? Do you think he has house, blue fur? He does. All the lighting makes it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I but, like that you're keeping the like dramatic I, lighting. The funny thing I got like, that's fresh. I'm clearly admitting that I was super fucking scared of that shit. So we all have our straw person oh, yeah. balls, bro. But again, anybody doing their Stephen King adaptations, hit me up. I can tell you all the shit that I was really well, afraid of. So you can take advantage. We're of gonna it. probably we're probably like, aren't they like already doing like an it sequel? You got time, bro. Call HBO Max. They're doing like a sequel series. I heard they're doing a prequel series. Perfect. Little, Extra couple letters. Little yeah, those fucking weird movies. Don't look that... into the dead lights. I need <laughs> a turtle. Uh, going halfway back to the book, I think it or even what's uh both. Because um, with both, I think what's really cool about this day and age, if we are truly in this renaissance period, then oh, even then I'm even then I'm even doubling down on my theory that this is so adaptable so far. There's like right. a Shyamalanian twist on page twenty-two that you see coming, and this is where Tony S. Daniels really flourishes. Because if he does that thing where they nod to you a couple pages early, they're like, the twist is coming. You're with me, right? Like, you and I are on the same page, audience. And then they do the reveal. They're like, but it's more fucked up. And them just doing j just them. Tony S. Daniels knows how to curate the visual yeah. that is as good, if not better, than the story beat. Yeah. So the fact that it's both his... And it sounds like I'm over-promising. I, again, five pages in, I'm like, this is beautiful, obviously. This is a story I get why John would like, but it very much was me in the back of the theater 
not arms crossed, but me being like, oh, John really enjoyed this. That's great. Page six, I'm like, fuck that guy. Yeah, the biggest fucking Edenwood fan of all time. Bring the witches, bring the demons, bring this fucking hunter, bring the army. Let's fucking, I want to take my fucking V-cap or whatever they call it, their meal replacement plan, their Atkins pill. I just want to see the inside of a witch tank. Like, is it, does it look Euphemism, like a, or are we talking about the actual tank? Yes. <laughs> like, is it just like a Romany carriage on the inside? Like, just very homey, you know, like throw, throw blankets everywhere, a cauldron on the, I feel like it must be the simmer. bigger on the inside. I think it's a, Timey wimey. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> that being said, again, Edenwood, I don't want to eat up all the time in the world. Edenwood, number one drop today. So, so, so worth it. Uh, if you were on the fence about checking it out, I will go ahead and personally guarantee your enjoyment of it. If you don't want to keep uh, the copy, I'll buy it off you. And Charlie clearly is already looking for a secondhand copy to add to his collection. I'll give you, I'll give you two bucks. Uh, you already watched it. Read it, love it, get back to us, let us know what your opinions were. Uh, if you loved it, you're with me. If you didn't like it, you're wrong. Yeah. But I, I won't hold it against you. Uh, all I know is that if you report back that you had no feelings towards this book, you're a fucking liar. Just like one Mr. George Toy Boy Lucas. Why, John? Should have smelled it. I should have smelled it, guys. Because hot shot first. What was this again? Uh, this is just straight tequila. Fucking guys. Salud. Well, you. <laughs> you think that hurts? You're a couple of episodes away from seeing the most gruesome. A uh, body horror ever set you're, to streaming you're television. You're about to see it right now in your office. Holy nice. Uh, John, I know how busy you've been. And unlike Edenwood, where someone kind of handed it to me and I went, oh, someone said this was delicious. Let me go. I have been absolutely enrolled at God You. Because I am fully up to date. You on a scholarship, or I am on a very those interest rates were fucking astronomical. I'm from the 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 dodo school that I got in for like special interest as a tax write off. Uh, if you don't know what the hell I'm talking about, I'm talking about Amazon Prime's saving grace, in my opinion. Um, the 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 companion to the boys. I'm talking about Gen V. Uh, <laughs> George's Revenge is what we call it. We just have straight tequila for the Han shot segment. Well done, Ellis. Uh, John, I, I, I know you've been incredibly busy. Um, for those of you not in the know, the, the world that we kind of know it is changing. And uh, the, the, the new Palace of Rivera is being kind of constructed as we speak. With that being said, I said, hey, man, I need you to find some time. And find time. You did. I know you kind of just started it. I think you even called me a bitch at one point. I may have called you a bitch if you didn't find yeah. the time. Uh, but before I get to your opinion, uh, again, Gen V follows a uh, a college-level uh, superhero school. It's Superhero High uh, on Amazon Prime with more blood. Uh, when I first heard about Gen V, instantly my personal reaction was full eye roll. Um, I have I'm on record the boys TV show for me 
is significantly better than the comic book. And I liked the comic book. I love the boys series. Gen V in the uh, comic books was basically a play on Xavier's school for mutants. And then there was like twists and turns. And guess what? Everyone's a fucking shithead because you can't possibly in the world of the comic book boys, there's no such thing as a true hero. Everyone's a secret piece of shit. The heroes you love at some point kind of become huge fuck faces. Uh, Gen V has from minute three completely surprised me. One, it's not a spinoff in the traditional sense. This is almost a 0.5 season. This takes place minutes after the end of the last season of The Boys. So it's not, they're not doing a time jump. This isn't about, uh, this isn't about, you know, any character that we, this isn't the deep in right. college. I mean, if anything, the best we've gotten so far, and like I said, I'm, I'm two, two episodes in. Yeah. I got some statues. I'm like, hey. Yeah. Well, and, and what's really exciting, what's really great about uh, uh, Gen V is because it's happening concurrently. Because it's happening concurrently to the the boys, or not concurrently, happening immediately aftermath. Yeah. Uh, aftermath, the there are cameos aplenty, Great but they're not they, nice, nice. They're not shoehorned in. Ella's dropping in from Facebook. It's Gen Five. <laughs> Those are Roman numerals. You uncultured swans. Sprinkled in Gen Thirteen. I, I wait a minute. I thought it was hate how much I love you. Gen Gen like you know like I like mean, that STD that you got in the. Bing bang from Ting Tang. I, I took one of those fucking bluish tinted shots and cleared right up. Fair enough. Also, as well as I could tie my tongue in a knot. Interesting. Useless, nice little. So are bullets. Well, that's so why I re that first episode, what I really love is they drop you in, and I, I swear I'm getting to your opinion. But the way Genevieve starts is they're like, here's a character you haven't seen before, but yeah. actually, secretly, we saw her in the last season of The Boys. She's in a file, which is fucking awesome. They just. Did wonderful for nerds. That's yeah. that's fucking mother's milk. No yeah. pun intended. Um, but they introduce you to a character who has fucking blood powers. And on episode one, I don't know if you felt the same way. I went. Those powers are fucking terrible. Those are without question the power to control your blood like whips, but you don't like produce extra blood. I I literally had an arm cross moment. Five minutes of the boys, I'm like, fuck this bitch. She's made a mess out of the gym. And I, um, I, I don't want to spoil anything either, or or Studio Thunder, but like the first time she used it, I was like, <laughs> "Well, what's what?" What I think they do. The I had a real Chappelle moment. I, like, <laughs> I think they do an exceptional job of making you feel exactly what they want you to. Because they a hundred people in that show have said like that power won't work in the Midwest. Don't work on fucking Long Island. I can tell you, East Coast also crazy blowfires. But from the moment I'm introduced to a, a little blonde firecracker, codenamed Chris. What else is new? Uh, yeah, I'm saying. Um, I instantly fell in love with her. Uh, I f instantly fell in love with the show. Would you say you wanted to give her a big hug? Or a little hug, depending on the situation. Um, John. I was making you a dick hugger. <laughs> oh, nice. It's been a while since episode one. <laughs> but yes, that would be swell. But that's, I would love her to give me that hug. Um, I absolutely. <laughs> love Gen V. I think the greatest compliment I can give this show is I think it stands shoulder to shoulder with the boys. It borrows enough from the boys to still feel like the same world. I think it has its moments of being absolutely optimistic 
which I was not fucking expecting out of a boys spinoff. Mm. There's shit in the show. I'm not sure if in the first two episodes there's a ton of it, but there is a ton where you're like, oh, these motherfuckers are he- this, th- these motherfuckers are trying to be heroes. For every piece of shit who's like, I'm a I'm a super, so I no rules apply. For every fucking person wearing a Homelander hat, which by the way, if anyone thinks the boys isn't fucking political, you haven't been paying attention. Gen V is like, hey, guys, we're political. I hate to I hate to be the voice that you hear this from if you didn't already know it. Art. Yeah. All art is political because it's derived from the world in which the artists lives. So yeah. if the artist is living in a time where there's any political shit going on, the art that's produced is inherently by default yeah. political. But that but that's well, before you jump off that and jump into your opinion so far of Gen V, I do want to say also most of that fucking art, it it's on very specifically one side um, because most people who think more than fucking half a thought have similar opinions. Well, I digest. I, actually, I'm going to go ahead and disagree with you on that. All right, you fuckers, I do disagree. Um, no, I'll, I'll disagree with that because coming from our shared uh, stance on on many, not all, but many, many things. We sit back and we're like, huh, look at these fucking assholes who are like, oh, and I'm just going to use the over-the-top version. I fully support um, the bull moose. There, there, are, there are people who are like, oh, yeah, I love Homelander. <laughs> I love Homelander. And like they say it with a straight face. And all you want to do is like, oh, my man. Homelander is clearly the villain in He's this. Inarguably the baddest bad guy who ever bad there, guy. There are lesser there are less homish Homelander characters, you know, in, in modern storytelling. Um and you'll get my favorite of all time, uh, only because he spoke about it very uh, uh very um <clears throat> you know v- very often, right? Uh John Hamm talking about his Don Draper character. Yes. And people would often come and say, oh, I love Don Draper. He's the best. I'm just like him or I want to be like him. And uh, fucking John Hamm is just with big dick energy all day long. He's like, yeah, you know he's the worst, right? Like, he is the worst fucking character. Imagine some guy in a fucking suit just, like, just perfectly steamed to meet John Hamm. And John Hamm's in some free t-shirt he got from fucking Goodwill. Just, and he's like, you suck. Just big dick flapping <laughs> in the wind. Well, let's take that big dick and throw a cricket on it. John, two episodes no. into Gen V, yeah. what were your expectations of this show? Because in general, I feel like Amazon Prime, I can't currently think of a ton of misses, but I don't think of Amazon Prime originals as this bastion of quality. I, I think of Invincible, one of the greatest animated shows of all time. I think of The Boys. Season after season, I love it more and more. Uh, I I don't know if I can fucking tell you another Amazon so Prime show. Amazon, for me, Amazon Prime came out of the fucking box. Ha! Yeah. Um, they put out Men in High Castle. Oh, you're right. Which is like some of. The- is this where you list all the Amazon? I don't like <laughs> Fire, Gucci, Gucci Fire. It turns I, out my memory sucks. I I won't actually um I won't do that to you, but kind of sort of, but more to the point where. I'm just in this place where if something doesn't grab me, yeah, I'm like, no, thanks, thanks anyway. Yeah, I'm not mad about it's it. Tree tender. Yeah, I'm not mad about it. I am not disappointed because most of this content is not stuff that I've been just anxiously waiting by the phone to to ring with uh, an adaptation coming. 
No, I'm like, all right, what, what do you got? Yeah. If I got it anyway, that's kind of my attitude. It's not like you're coming out of pocket or paying at a theater or, or doing whatever the fuck, like some fucking, you know, chromed uh, out extra special edition that comes with a blah, 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 blah. Um, so I just kind of like take it, like I, I check it out. And if it's if it's not to my liking, I'm like, nah, I'm, I'll pass. I'll wait for the pumpkin pie. However, I did have a little trepidation. For the simple didn't fact it didn't seem like it was going to be like Dawson's Creek with Super. No, it felt no. to me like all the ads were the opposite of what it is. For me, um, because I kind of waited as long as I did to check it out, there were plenty of voices circulating. Oh, really? And most of them were to the positive. And I'm one of those people that can have something that's a good, like a, a have a B get knocked down to a C plus or a C. <laughs> Because people are like, oh, this is A quality. Oh, okay. Um, did I add to that fire? I thought I was very good at not selling. You didn't uh, intentionally, but I'm a very good reader. Well, especially of me. Charlie you like me. wrote the book. Yeah, I'm like, oh no, well, how would I approach this? I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why you can't play cards against me. I'm like, ah, I know you guys did. <laughs> All in. Um, so so that that did uh, give me a little bit of hesitation because truly all the talk has been, in my experience, to the positive. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, a little bit like... I'm so proud of myself. All right, let me see what you I've got. blocked all those accounts. I don't see, like, IGN anymore. I don't need anyone's opinion. You know, that... I don't. You're, you're strong. Your I opinion, Ellis's opinion, both have, have, like, there's equity to the people yeah. I know. Because if Ellis loves something, there's, like, a 20% chance it's going to be a piece of shit, like episode one. Or it might be really fucking great. Or it might like be Empire. Orlando Cape. Or it might be a, an adorable dog. So, to, to be honest, like, you're really rolling the dice if you're just going with an Ellis. That's true. Fucking opinion. Um, no, no, no. Like, just in general. And honestly, um, I don't go searching out opinions like that. You just stumble upon they, them. They come across. You know, they just come across my desk. So when you're trying not reason. to do some task. You're oh, like, let me be online. I'm taking a blood test. I don't care about Genevieve right now. So, you sit down for that first episode. You have all that baggage. With you, which isn't horrible baggage, but that's at least the carry on. It was more like, "Fuck, we gotta talk about this. I need to watch it." And then what? So what was the what was the reaction uh, during episode one? Um, what did you think about blood powers? So, other than you, <laughs> well, first and foremost, Golden Boy. I'm like, "Burns off his clothes, son of a bitch!" Thank God we have those Instagram posts, so nobody can accuse me of shit. Um, but yeah, yeah, I had a real. We have a character effigy. Where, like, my big selling point was I wanted, like, a fat-titted blonde. No, I'm just kidding. Um, it just never made sense to me that every firepower person is like, luckily my clothes were in the dryer when I got these powers. I'm like, that's fucking dumb. I do think that they didn't steal my favorite part about Effigy, though. When he powers down, he's just... No, when he powers down, he's, like, just so clean. I'm like, what's happening? Does he have no body hair? So Schwarzenegger's kid? So that all being said... Yeah. Um, Golden boy. That all being said, I really like the way that it was handled because you're not dealing, for the most part, really, as far as I've seen, you're not seeing any legacy char characters that you have an opinion about or not, right? Because you, the one thing that you cannot deny if you watch a decent, if not all of the episodes of, of uh, The Boys is, you develop an opinion about characters. Yes. There are good characters and bad characters that I like love and dislike um arbitrarily sometimes by episode to episode um the one thing though that they did not 
pull back on was well, so two things actually. The tragedy. Yes. I'm not even talking about violence or like goriness or anything like that because once you fucking you know swam up a whale's asshole and out the blowhole, you 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 pretty much have kind of called your shot as to what kind of a show you're going to be watching. Um, but the tragedy, uh, the tragedy aspect of it, like look, nothing good or bad comes without something. You know, uh, some kind of preamble. You didn't get to where you are. You didn't pop up, you know, there magically. So there's a, a lead into everyone's story. Uh, they did not hold back on that whatsoever. Um, but the sexuality, right? We are sexual. Especially fucking... in college. Oh, come on. It's like unbe- unfucking believable. They write straight up out of the gate. And I'm not talking about graphicness or those plenty, plenty graphics. It's a lot of cock graphicness, but there's not a lot of. Uh... You know, I think they're pretty pretty fair and equitable. Sure. I haven't seen a tit on the show yet. Sure. I've been looking. Sure. There's a couple of tits running around out there. Um, but that's just behavioral. <laughs> um, but no, no, no. Like like I said, they, they, there's no denying. I'll put it this way. This is the best way I can summarize. If I did not see those opening credits and I just popped it on like it was a channel, it's like a regular yeah. flip, to the, flip to the dial channel, I would have thought that it was just another episode of The Boys, which shows characters that I wasn't familiar with yet. It feels, looks, and acts yeah. exactly like The Boys. And if you're going to do a spinoff, it absolutely should be so. So someone argued with me that, like, why do a spinoff at all if it's going to match visually? It doesn't make any fucking sense Sounds to me. Dumb. Whoever said that. Be be uh, disappointed. And, and you and I, stupid. completely off topic, you and I were talking about Into the Spider-Verse, like one of the great, in my opinion, one of the best films ever made, very quickly climbing up my top of all time list. Easily, going back to another conversation you had. Easily one of the best comic book movies. I, honestly, I like. I will fist fight anyone who like tries to even like tries to argue against that. Um, and I love. I love how visually striking it is and visually different it is but if you're doing a fucking spinoff do it you you it's because you should love from whence it sprang sure so there I is never watch a spinoff of something that i didn't like you, you you're not original. you're not popping in baywatch nights to be like yeah now they're detectives all right <laughs> um what do you think about the, a lot of conversation with marvel lately is because they have so many different like kind of fires so many different shows so much required viewing yeah there's a lot of people who are like well audiences are stupid how will they follow gen v i can give you this like spoiler completely changes some framework of the boys like the next time you watch the boys there needs to be a recap of gen v uh because of what happens in some of these later episodes oh yeah um which i think they will do i think they'll be like last time on the boys and gen v and i think they'll just catch you up and because the visual language is identical. It's very easy to kind of show you something that maybe you aren't familiar with. But you put a little Gen V on the bottom. Maybe that gets some people to watch it that weren't watching the boys. Well, Mike, again, it's DNA from the comic books. Yes. Uh, comic books are maybe the first storytelling format to like see Thor 54 yes. when they're talking about something. That's worldwide. Oh, could you imagine if they put the asterisk on the bottom, like, as soon as Gen V? Let me ask you this. Do you think that's going to turn some people off? Do you think some people are in the boys and don't want to watch Gen V? Because, again, we're living in a streaming world, so there is part of me that's like, well, why the fuck wouldn't you watch more 
it's the boys colon Gen V. Like, it's not even standing completely on its entire... And rightfully so. It shouldn't stand well, let me, alone on its own feet. Let, let me ask you this. So, and I'm kind of one of those uh, uh, rhetorical questions. When you watched the cartoon... Yeah. Right? Diabolical. You did not... That wasn't required viewing. Correct. Right? You're like, no, I like the boys. Yeah. Um, a bitch. I, I like this, so... Let me go ahead and see that. So this kind of in the reverse works that way because it doesn't take much to be like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So superpowers um, have a cost. Got it. Nailed it. Got it. Next, so man. All the stuff, all the stuff that happened in the boys is not necessarily required viewing, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. Far. And again, I'm on to There is some shit where like, a character basically says, like, episode five of The Boys, this is Steve. What up, Steve? Like, there are a couple moments like that, but my question is really the opposite, though. Yeah. Do you think there are going to be people turned off that just tune into the next season of The Boys and, like, I missed the fucking plot point because I didn't watch Gen V? Because Diabolical has a couple, like, key things that, like, they're a garnish on The Boys and Gen V meal. Mm -hmm. But, like, if you didn't know it, I don't think, again, it's very kind of one sentence the way. Do you think that there's going to be... I, there's definitely going to be people that bitch about it, but do you give a fuck? My argument for the whole Marvel of it all has always been like, hey man, fuck you if you didn't do your homework. Well, I shouldn't be fucking left back. I don't need the Marvels movie to give me 20 minutes on the non-Captain Marvels. Like, you got, you got a minute each at max. I trust the creators mm. to, to establish, well, this, you need this. So if there is stuff that they determine to be not required homework and they just kind of like gloss over it. Yeah. Then I'm done. Now if I happen to do my homework and I always do. If I happen to do my homework on it, I'm just that much better prepared. The better example of it honestly is Ahsoka. Yeah. So people got very uh very uh irate uh because if they did not see Rebels or if they didn't fucking see some of this uh prior content, even though it was in a totally different format. Yeah. I'm like, oh, well, I had to do this to do that. No. Yeah. No, because the stuff that you may not have caught on Rebels or fucking, uh, what's it called, the other series, um, or Clone Wars, they touched on it for you yeah. as much as was needed to touch on. So you know these storytellers, they're going on the presumption that it's new viewers. That you know nothing. Right? Because people who are carryover viewers, look, if it was intended that you needed to see fucking season one of the boys in order to watch Gen V, they wouldn't have called it Gen V. They would have called it the boys season fucking four. Yeah, you that's a saying? good point. So, so no, I... I you could I, always add a subtitle to a season. People do it. Let me ask you this as before I give my final thought. Yeah. Was there anything that you did not like so far? Was there something that stuck out that you were like, oh, this is a decision, or you... I feel like it's very episodic TV, so I feel like you don't have enough data to have an opinion like that. So um, two two episodes in, the only even like, I wouldn't even call it a negative. I would call it well, that's not a positive. Yeah, that's kind of like a huh. Uh, some of the power schemes, I didn't really comprehend their usefulness. You know, it's funny that's gonna come around. So, um, so it's a good question. Much. It's a good question. What's again, your two episodes in? Yeah, 
you're not going to have all your answers. What's your favorite thing so far about the job? If anything, does anything stick out? Is it affecting you that way? It's not really like the, like the as close the, the closest thing to it was. And again, apologies for anyone who isn't uh, this as caught up as <laughs> yours truly. Um, Starlight in the boys has a very different experience than pretty much all of the other characters. Uh, in that she's a little bit younger and delicious. Oh, Aaron, I hope you're watching this. Oh, I'm free next Thursday. Um, but that all being said, uh, she has a very unique experience because these are characters who she is kind of looked up to. Yeah. Whereas the peer characters from one, you know, to one another, like, hey, what's up, Bob? You fucking jerk. Remember that time you got drunk at that basketball party? I do. Um, they all have that relationship where Starlight doesn't. These characters in Gen V, they're Starlights. Yeah. Right? Even though Starlight's a little bit older than them, um, they have that look, they're 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 hero worshiping. And granted, in the storyline, this has been going on for decades, not for years, the way we've had the shows and comic. Um that shouldn't be. Um, but their experience is that they have expectations of these characters. Yes. And that is like just written to, through the fucking the DNA of every page of those scripts and the the casting that they did, they, they cast it very, very well because they're projecting all that shit. Yeah. Right? We don't have the IP to really pull from, especially in this particular storytelling that they're, you know, that they're that they're running with. Um so for me it's it's brand new and I just I'm, I believe it. Yeah. I, I believe these are the experiences that they're having mm -hmm. and this is what you would do when you put in a certain scenario. Um, yeah, I, I loved it. Again, I, like you talked about before, it's not black and white, it's shades of gray. But however, shades of gray means that it's not just gray. It can skew from yeah. one side to the other. What I really love, and my final thought on the subject before we pay some uh, expensive-ass bills, um, very simply, it's this needs to be put somewhere as research for like, oh, I want to do a spinoff. I want to do a side story. I want to, this does a wonderful job of you take the world that has been built. You add to it. You don't detract from it. There's nothing that stands out. Everything should come easier for your spinoff because the world rules should exist. And ultimately one of my favorite stories out of the boys series was when Starlight and Huey were kind of having their, their meat feud and they were kind of falling in love what I loved about that is it kind of just double backed. It just backed into rather the sense of everyone wants to belong. So, so what does that mean? And what trouble do you get in from that sense of longing? Like what's your want? I think the thing Gen V does better than a lot of series, especially the last couple of years, a couple episodes deep, you know what everyone wants, you know what everyone says they want. Yeah. And you know why those two things a lot of times conflict. And for someone like me, where I find that shit incredibly, the human condition, even through a superhero lens, I find so interesting. When you can fly, I find it 2% more interesting. Uh, also, every single time I get deep in my head with Gen V, where I'm like, well, I wonder what the stuff, like a fucking testicle becomes, a, like, a, explodes. You know what I'm saying? Like, 100% uh, of the time I go, oh my god, I wonder what he'd be. Ah! Like, just someone's nut gets blown off with a laser, and I'm like, how the, who the, when the you got me again, you son of a bitch. Uh, and as is tradition here on U.S. Comics Cast, the moment that we mention the exploding testicle, it is time to pay some bills because nothing breaks my balls worse than fake bullshit fucking ads 
trying to shill products that they've never used, that they don't like, or some fucking horseshit game. So instead, we're going to give you the good good, because today we are once again brought to you by one of our absolute favorite bands. That, of course, is Bad Mary. You heard one of their songs during the intro. You're going to hear one during the outro. If you're wondering where else you can catch their rack, you can follow them at Bad Mary Band across all social media platforms. You can support them over on Patreon.com forward slash Bad Mary. You can stay up to date. BadMary.com for merch and upcoming performances. My favorite part is the free part. And that's all their music is available on every single music streaming service. John, someone asked, what if I don't pay for any music streaming services? I tell them it's mostly true. It's on fucking YouTube. It's on YouTube as well. Hey, I made that up. I don't really have a lot of friends. I kind of did a lot of me talking to me. The imaginary friends of yours ask the dumbest. They're really just dumb, dumb fucks. I gotta smack your imaginary friend. But also as well as you gotta ask yourself, where are we dropping? And as always, the answer is with Sergeant Finesse. You can find him at Curly Gaming exclusively on kick.com. That is all he's doing. I'll uh, play a lot of New World uh, expansion. I'll uh, play a little bit even of uh, Fortnite very recently. Um, Sarge is a dynamite fucking streamer. He keeps it real every fucking day. Some days you're not going to agree with him, but every day that you tune in, it's going to be something to watch. <laughs> Our boy, he's been with us. Really, since day one, we couldn't, we wouldn't be uh, doing what we're doing without him having led the way and kind of showing us a lot of the insides and outs. So check out Sergeant Finesse over on Kick.com, also as well as you got to get some yucks in there. And when you're talking about Fortnite, you're talking about Joker's underscore stream underscore. He is over on Twitch, um, doing his thing. He he does a little dabbling. Uh, on kick also because uh, seems to be kind of like the, the newer thing out there streamers love that new shit but uh joker came to us organically he's one of you losers so go ahead and show some loser love to joker's stream on fucking uh twitch i don't want to let the conversation about joker end there tonight actually because oh, i also right. just want to give a shout out to two of our friends who love batman and that of course is probably our favorite batman animated series based podcast and there are more than goddamn one. Batman Has the Cast. Other podcast. Exactly. Batman Has the Cast available everywhere. The incredibly talented and knowledgeable super fans and friends of the show, uh, Mike Stop from Bad Mary. But also, I just mentioned it because Jordan Hugh, freshly engaged. I know. As a host, I wanted to give that a he shout out. Hook, ladies, so suckers. You can listen to him when he's already about Batman. But everyone on like on deck for Jordan, like. Yeah, no. Well, we accept resumes. I'm, I'm happy to be a fucking uh, sugar-free Jordan <laughs> alternate. John, do me a favor. Hit that button. Oh, what the fuck are you doing on my private elevator, boy? First of all, let's be honest. Right now, me. you would be speaking Never to me. Never touch me. You would be speaking to me exclusively in Japanese because we are currently in the executive offices of the good folks that make that dynamite 8-bit goodness at Konami. Oh. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a pitch. Uh, granted, it has been refined. It has been rewritten. It has been refocused. But one that I fucking was pretty positive I had already thrown. And Charlie, like a little veritable, hairy monster that he is, 
said, you don't know, you, you pissed out already. And I double-checked the records. I double-checked the file. I didn't say I on the show. I double-checked everything. Um, listen, Mr. Hurry, Watson, you can sit there and fucking listen to the bitch. Uh, this is not so. You don't have to pitch it. Ellis, you're my favorite money guy. Ellis is mine. Um, so this is a pitch that I have had floating around my fucking head since forever. I'm so happy to be giving it life now. So, granted, not quite as nice as the offices of Nakatomi Plaza, but far, far better insulated against terrorist attacks. Yeah, I'm looking at you, Hans Gruber. Your time is almost nigh. Here we are. Hem, hem, hem. Sir. Yes? Somo arigato. In 2633 AD, <laughs> to elite Marine Commandos, Concho, if you will, named Bill Rizzer and Lance Dean. Yeah, that's right. That's what their names were. I already have a note. I sent on a mission to negotiate a terrorist organization called Red Falcon for some reason that is secretly planning to take over the entire world. Oh, no! And it's up to this two-man army to put an end to the madness once and for all. So begins one of our most popular video games of the mid-80s. Millions of quarters were fed into arcade cabinets, and even more hours were spent sitting cross-legged in front of the Nintendo box, all with the goal of defending Earth from eight bit alien invaders. Dude, guys. We all played the shit out of this game. <laughs> this was an 8-bit Ninja game. Um, so, now, here we are. Okay, this is 2023. The mid-fucking 80s, this video game, you're blowing on the cartridge, you're right. pumping in the fucking quarters, doing what you gotta do. How do we bring this new life, you ask? Uh, how do we bring this well, new life? Well, I'll tell you. So, what very people don't know, Charlie, in this world, at least, is that this video game was based on a true fucking story. What? Granted, you're going to want to know, look, something like this, we're going to need some real heavy hitters, some real um, fucking movie muscle. I'm going to give you the best movie muscle that's ever muscled ever. What, uh, what the hell are we going to say? All right. We're going to get already pre-signed on the dollar. Oh. We don't have to worry about it. dealer before you call me. Arnold Schwarzenegger is Bill Rizzer. Sylvester Stallone is Lance Bean. Finally, finally, the truth can be revealed. Here's the move. <clears throat> we open to the familiar startup screen and a 1987 timestamp across the screen we fade in to a very familiar but typical 8-bit side-scrolling action scene from Contra. Basically, it's like somebody plugged a Nintendo. This movie's going to be so cheap. Oh, <laughs> oh, like they plugged it right into the screen and just fucking went to town. Bill and Lance, they're running and gunning alien invaders just like we're familiar with. But 8-bit. Has to make sure we're all the same thing. It's the actual game, basically. Um... That classic Konami soundtrack playing and the sound effects, like just exactly like what we're uh, what we remember. However, oh, this is where it's going a little different. Oh, where's my wallet? Bill and Lance are talking to each other. They're shouting out their war cries, the fucking battle formations. 
you know, just like it would be in any other fucking action movie, except on the screen, little fucking eight-head dudes running around. Yeah, he's Hey, yo, grab the fireball gun. Ah, don't miss the power over there. So, so we have subtitle. Don't miss the power. Oh yeah, you can spell it out phonetically. Um, we have what we're gonna get, Charlie. We basically have like you would see on YouTube, which I definitely watched today. We basically have like a montage of fucking the boys running through each level like they're doing a Konami uh, fucking Contra playthrough. So again, it's like a montage from an 80s movie, except that it's Contra and we have Sly and Arnold talking, talking their talk Amazing. back and forth relatively quick. All the different levels of the game, the voiceovers interlaced throughout until we get to the final boss and that final boss is defeated. Again, the voiceovers, though, clearly show that these two clearly don't get along very well. Oh, no! Just like in real life! They open a concert restaurant. Watch everything. They're very... Yeah, they, they have the same goal to stop these... To open a concert restaurant? <laughs> yes. To, to stop the fucking Red Falcon. Turns out to be uh, influenced by fucking aliens, we have all this stuff. Yeah, sure, the story didn't make sense. The fact that that's the plot really is awesome, bro. The, the fucking and the video game was unstoppable. You couldn't, you couldn't not play that fucking game if you meant to. But these voiceovers gonna show they don't really get along very well. They're very much in competition. That final victory screen that, that we all know then goes to not our, all of us. Our lit, you know, if you saw it. Those eight-bit heroes again in the same format, but in scenes that we're unfamiliar with. Um, they're fucking. Uh, they're getting medals on the floor of the UN. Little eight-bit UN, adorable. They're fucking getting a parade down the canyon of heroes in New York City. Yeah, little, little arms waving, eight-bit arms. This all fades. Um, they're fucking going to like late-night talk shows, interviewing, and they're still sniping back and forth between who's better. This all fades back to that. 1987 screen that we opened on, um, and then we have a click over 1988, 1989, and just and then starts fucking speeding up. Woo! It's just fucking speed for the decades till it starts getting to the 20s, the 2010s, and starts going that. And then when it finally hits 2023, it stops. Ooh! All right, so now we are established where we are in the fucking timeline. Woo! Camera fades to this beautiful. Oh, and also, so where we started in 8-bit, 1987, the technology, almost like Loki, but not inspired by, wait, wait, <laughs> the technology changed the fonts, like, more modern, more modern. So by the time it gets to 2023, across the screen, it's, it's super high-def, it's exactly right. <laughs> um, it, like, looks fucking super sharp and nasty. Great. So now we're going to transition. We're in space. Just beautiful HD Shines the fuck out. The stars are shining. How many? With um, 19 bits now? How many bits we got? All, all the bits. Full, We've got all the bits. And you're going to shell out all the bits in a minute. Oh, well, damn it. Don't you worry. Um, So, now we see it's a starscape. But off to the side, you can see the moon. Oh. And all it's like little glory. Lovely. So we kind of know the vantage point that we're looking out to space. And then, kind of like, you know, blowing up in the middle of the screen, getting bigger and bigger and bigger, obviously getting closer and closer to us. We see a little speck that ooh, it gets closer and closer and closer. And now by the time it gets basically up to the camera, ooh, just like this, you can see it's a fucking huge asteroid, all fucking, all kinds of stuff going on. 
goes over the camera, camera flips around, and now you're looking at the Earth. Oh, fuck. And now you're looking at the Earth, but also as well as there's an asteroid hurtling through space, headed directly towards the Pacific Ocean, and our camera falls down, it breaks the fucking uh, atmosphere, the lights on fire a little bit, boom, it lands just off the coast of New Zealand, which, you know, in real life, they have... Protect Taika Waititi! They have the words across the ocean, because, you know, maps, that's how those work. Look, now we know that the alien overlords of the Red Falcon have fucking returned. I'm all about the montages, so we're going to get a rapid and thorough invasion of New Zealand. Taika Waititi goes flying through the air. No! attempted a human counter-offensive on a large scale. Fucking ships and, you know, bombs and all kinds of crazy stuff. That stuff is turned away by the superior alien tech. We cut over to an international... Round table of leaders. Oh, fuck. We've tried. Oh, fuck. We don't want to bomb New Zealand. We don't want to nuke New, Ze- New Zealand. We're, you know, we're rational people. But, like, what the fuck are we going to do with these alien attackers? Fuck. What did we do last time? Murmurs, murmurs, murmurs. Last time, it only took two men. Boom. And you see two files hit the fucking table. And our boy Bean and fucking what's-his-face, those files... They spill out, but you see the pictures of a young Sly and a young Arnold. Fuck yes. Get those men. Now our shot transitions. We open up on a shabby retirement home uh, retirement home in Florida. We find our now 70-something-year-old heroes holding court in the pool area. Bill Together? Bill, oh, yeah. Bill, oh, Bill is working over a barbecue, cigar in the corner of his mouth. Lance lounges on a pool floaty, sipping a Dos Equis, but they're still quipping and sniping at each other, just like always. I kind of, love this so much. They are like, they're, again, it's Arnold and Sly now, but they're like a fucking old, old, married couple. So that, yeah, Instagram already loved this. Uh, so that <laughs> is the relationship, basically, that we're dealing with. Now, they're doing their thing. Now, that relative piece because clearly they like it, um, that relative piece is broken up as a black, familiar-looking helicopter, but an IRL flies low overhead, over the pool, stirs the water up, uh, the floaties, uh, spins around, and then lands just outside of the pool fence. Short story long, too late. The <laughs> they are roped into one last adventure in the hopes that they can replicate their prior victory in spite of their body's protestations and limitations, they jump at the opportunity, if only for the opportunity to one last time outdo the other guy and show that I'm top dog, not you, motherfucker. Um, so, now they're packed off, they're preparing for action. We learn that um, the powers that be, well, they're like, oh, sure, we'll get those guys. Great, they did it last time. But you also find out as they get packed off all you know, geared up and ready to go, they're looking at each other like, you know, these old motherfuckers might not be able to do it. We need a backup. Anyone who's played even a minute of Contra knows there are multiple ways that you could not succeed as you're playing the game. You get killed yes. by one of the alien invaders. You fucking fall into a bottomless pit. Um, or... You simply run out of time with a particular board that you're on. It's not just you 
versus the environment, or even you versus your partner. So race against time. You versus fucking time. So now, now for the rest of the movie, you're gonna have a countdown to basically when the powers that be are like, nope, they didn't do it. Bloop. And fucking decide we gotta do the unthinkable. Oh, so and nuke. So they're gonna do New Zealand. Zealand and fucking so whatever is left in our runtime. So our boys are again up against the clock. They're up against the fucking aliens. They're up against uh, the degenerate uh, knee fucking pain. Amazing. So, all right, so here we are. Now that counter screen is always there. And just because. I just want to know if they have timeouts. <laughs> they do not. So take your pee breaks before the attack. Now for this final act. We're going to get what is in effect a live action replay of the original 8-bit montage that started the movie. When the boys do succeed level by level, they do so in the 70-year-old fashion. But they're still talking shit back and forth to one, each, to one another in that same way. So if you saw the 8-bit version like you were tuck and roll and shoot. The, the live action seven year words is like, Ugh. let's get back up and, and fucking shoot them in the face. So, we're getting again a literal shot by shot recreation of the movie's opening montage, but now in real life, 70 year old version. Okay, so they, they succeed level by level, side side screen to side screen, 3D contour was the fucking best. <laughs> However, as they get to the quote unquote final level, we see that there's only a very little amount of time still on the clock, but they continue to fight their way through to the very heart of the invaders. If you remember the last board, you know what I'm talking about. Just then, just as we're on the precipice of getting to the heart chamber, a terrifying huge alien head burst through the ceiling, kind of looking like a red version <laughs> of Ridley Scott's alien. Which it kind of did, especially yeah. on the fucking... Based on licensing, it may or may not look like that alien. <laughs> we first actually meet the Gomoramos, not king, like in the original video game, but the Gomoramos queen, who is now voiced by none other than Sigourney. Yay! She's talking shit about how, yeah, they defeated the king, but they have no chance against her. <laughs> I bet a vagina. Lucky for us, though, they do. Only though, after finally, Charlie, finally joining forces and working as a team instead of two solo acts performing at the same time. Once again, they save the day and we cut to a live action retread of their age. So they make it on time, but barely? They barely, they barely awesome. fucking win the day. Um, but, and then we cut immediately after the action, the, the same, the live version of the video game ending. Um, we cut to a retread, a live action retread. Of their eight-bit victory at the top of the movie, so you see them doing the shared interview with the pair. Took their old fucking men now. Um, they did the parade, the medals, the late-night talk shows. So they're on such a talk show, and they're asked, "So, boys, how does it feel to be back in the limelight again after all this time?" In unison, for the first time ever, they break the fourth wall and simply say, "Super." Cut to credits. Are we going to get a super contract after this? I don't know. Maybe. But also as well as Contra is finally, finally brought to live action where it has belonged. Anyone who does not think that the original concept art was based on Sly Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger was just not paying attention. It was clearly them. Um, and this is just really coming full circle. It's making its own tale. 
just bringing a pre a pre-established concept uh, to reality and really giving us all ultimately that sense of uh, um, you know kind of like that that sense of relief like, like a big smelly shit after a good meal. That's top four. Very good pitch. I have a series of questions if you don't mind. Absolutely. Well-designed pitch. I'm very impressed. Of course. Question one from uh, my executive uh, producer, uh, Ellis. Uh, can they get married at the end? A little progressive, Ellis. Um, if we what do if we just go, imply maybe there's something going on? If we do go the super contract route, we might begin with an 8-bit uh, <laughs> wedding. Who knows? Nothing, I love it. Nothing's out of the love it. Uh, it right. Sincerely, how are we doing the weapon power-ups? Is it just that an army tried to fight and they're stumbling upon these very specific weapons? 100%. Is it alien technology? Remember the video game, those power-ups, they're power-ups to their one and only weapon that was provided by the government agency. So by the time they're doing special spiral fucking flamethrower weapons and spreader shots, that's basically alien technology applied to their original mm. armament that they walked So in. you, for the so film, alien technology. for the film, are we still just connecting it to this fancy gun, or are they literally picking up sure, now I mean, a, an alien flamethrower that they does can, fireballs? They can take away weapons from fallen aliens, or we can do detachment. Okay, you're, you're kind of open to both. open to that. Just because I love the idea of this, like, weird tech, because honestly, like, throwing it all the way back to the Super Mario Brothers movie, I do kind of like the idea that they were like, it's a fucking bomb launcher! Like, there's something... Cheese me about that that I really love. Can I have, being that you get the real ending where you have them say super, can I get a post-credit scene that just shows, like, 24 hours later, it's back at the pool with the barbecue, except Sly is asleep. I don't want any sort of further tease than your actual ending, but I want people to wait 20 minutes in this credits to see my name 18 times to then just have a gag. Can I have a gag post-credit? So basically, you're asking for a shawarma scene. I do. I want a shawarma scene. End of Contra. Yeah. Which folks have been waiting for since 1987. Yes. Yes. Fuck them. Absolutely, <laughs> you can have it. Hell yeah. That is great. Let's uh, let's make that. It's in the movie. It's in the movie. Um, I, I I do want to ask a couple sincere questions. Uh, people, let us know if you like this new visual. Of course, I uh, like it. No, the oh, visual. Oh, the visual yeah. We change up the visual if you are watching on YouTube, Facebook, or on the Purple site, uh, Twitch, Sean. You let me know if you like it after the show. I was going to take it if you told me no. I wanted to show off Sly and Arnie's beautiful faces. Um, people, they are gorgeous. The question that everyone has uh, of the movie falling down the weapon power-ups uh, perfectly, I, I, I have not seen Falling Down. Have you seen Falling Down? Falling Down? I don't know if I've heard of it. He also mentioned some weird like vampire comic book that I now need to check it out, but... You can get in on the conversation just like Alice, just like Cousin Paul, just like the Sarge, just like all of these wonderful, wonderful psychopaths. Christopher, you're going to have to hit rewind. Yes. Oh, Chris, I am so envious of you that you get to rewind after this is about to end shortly and relive that amazing Contra pitch. Sadly, currently, it's only in the pitch stage, but with, uh, with dedicated viewers like yourself, we can make this happen. And uh, and I suspect in my butt for my brother, I, of course, uh, am Charlie, and I love nothing more than soliciting oh. stuff. Uh, specifically, like us on social media, U.S. Comics HQ, across all social media. Tell your friends about the show. Uh, hit share. 
do the damn thing. If you're catching just the end of the show, we are available uh, every single Wednesday in full audio format. Or Wednesday at 8 p.m., we come to you live to, to all the fancy places. But, John, there is truly only one way that we end each and every episode of U.S. Comics Cast, but I'm going to need your help to get it done. So, John, do you mind doing the visual while I do the audio? Will you? I know you just sold the movie, so it might be difficult. But next, you got to turn the power on. Then you got to turn the volume. Then you got to bed, Mary. Open up the window wide and scream out into the night sky. Say it, my space guy. We are...